My name is Jason Bittner. I first came to Laporte to go to the Laporte County Fair. It's been going for, I think, over 160 years. And so we first arrived on a Saturday morning to get tickets for the Demolition Derby, which is sort of legendary. And then right after that, we decided to go and stop and get some breakfast at B&J's American Cafe. Um, which is just one of the diners here in town. It didn't seem particularly remarkable at the time, but we soon found out that they had like a hidden gem in the back. So we're in the back of B&J's right now. Uh, there's two large metal shelving units, and each one of them has about 11 or 14 boxes on it. Each box holds, I think, between 2,000 and 2,500 photos. I've estimated that there's 18,000, and I, I went through all 18,000 photos in one dreary December two years ago. I just like set this goal, like I just I have to see every one of these photos. They're absolutely beautiful. I would sit back here in the back of the diner and eat cinnamon rolls, drinking coffee, and uh, flipping through. Amazing, beautiful faces. And stylistically, it's identical lighting you know, over the course of like 25 years. I wonder where I would be today If my folks had decided to stay in La Porte Indiana One of the things that I particularly love about these kinds of photos is this is just a tiny glimpse into someone else's life. Like, we don't have journals that go along with the photos. You know, we just have this one or four photographs that a person was sitting for at a stranger's photo studio. And so what it does is taken out of context, it kind of allows you to conjure up another person's life. I would have grown up in the Hoosier State from my first day of school up through my first date in La Porte, Indiana. My name is Hugh Tonegal. We had dated, uh, gosh, since our junior year in high school, since my junior year, her sophomore year, so we were very uh, much in love and uh, committed at that time. There's one shot that I love and that I always refer to in my head as the connection. It's a shot of a man with sideburns and his fiance, or what I was assuming was the fiance. That picture was taken in 1971. Uh, my name was Kathy Richards. We were married in 1972 and my name is Kathy Tonegal now. It's kind of funny because Hugh got a new car when he was 16 from his grandfather. And when I saw that he got that car, I asked my brother, do you think you could have Hugh come over and maybe I can see his car or drive it? The car was a um, 1968 Plymouth Barracuda notchback. It had a uh, 340 cubic inch engine in it, a racing stripe on each side. It was a turtle green color. You know, a guy looks pretty good in a car like that. <laughs> And he used to let me drive that car, and I would cat the drag. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression. Some towns might be scoot the loop or something like that. You would start at one end of Lincoln Way and go to the other, back and forth, all night long on the weekends. You'd go to the local drive-in and have a hamburger and fries and such, and then go run back and forth. My dad played basketball a long time ago. My mama moved over all the way from Chicago to La Porte. 
Well, that was an engagement picture that we had taken, and then it was published in the local newspaper, the Laporte Herald Argus. They're holding hands, uh, his thumbs are resting on her palms, and she's wearing a plaid skirt, and he's wearing wide whale corduroys, and they're staring directly into one another's eyes from across the page. They're like falling into one another. Neither one of us were smiling, so it should have been a maybe more of a joyous occasion. I think I look kind of dreamy looking at him and anticipating our future together. You know, this was going to be a new life for me shortly when we did get married and that things would probably change, but probably was a little bit nervous. I envisioned, you know, happily ever after. I certainly didn't look ahead to any bumps in the road, which wasn't very realistic. You know, we were so young, and really we didn't have a clue what we were getting into. <laughs> we just knew we wanted to be married. And at the time, it was not frowned upon to be married at the age we were. One of the things that people want to know, uh, you know, is like, where are these people today? You know, like, are they still together? Do they have kids? The photos kind of become a jumping-off point for what happened to the rest of their life. I am in awe that the two of us are still in love and... That was a promise that, you know, a lot of people don't keep nowadays, and we did keep it. And I'm in awe that out of this couple looking at each other that we were blessed with four children. And here it is, 2006, and we're looking at it, and we have happy memories for all these years. So I'm grateful. Kids make great subjects. I mean, they're awkward or more emotional than, than the adults. They're, they're making wild gestures. And one of my favorite shots is, uh, I don't know, he's like a five-year-old kid uh, with real short hair, and his, his eyebrows are lifted way up, and his mouth is open. He's wearing a bow tie. Uh, my name is Gary Leonard. Uh, I know a lot of people in Laporte probably know me by my nickname as Burhead. Mr. Pease, I believe, took the photo in 1955, which I would have been a little over four years old at the time of the photo. And he's raising his, his right arm up in the air and holding up his index finger. And it, it looks like he's giving a stump speech right now. He, he looks like the, the politician who's just like going off about some sort of important policy matter of some sort. And the little caption off to the left reads, and if I am elected. When you see this image, you just want to know like what's prompting him to make this, this gesture first off. But beyond that, you just like, what kind of life is he living now? What kind of job does he have? What kind of profession? You know, is he in jail? <laughs> like, what's he doing? And did he end up as a politician? I'm a dental sales rep, and we are the largest dental distributor in the world and sell every dental product from Q-tips to $100,000 crown machines. Oftentimes, what I've discovered is the stories that we come up with are completely, completely different than the reality of the situation. And I still may have come to California Patricia Salwasser, lifelong resident of LaPorte. I do come in and eat breakfast here quite often, and I had gone back to the bathroom, and I don't want to tell you where I was sitting at that point in time when I <laughs> looked up and saw my baby picture hanging inside the bathroom. I think she's probably four or five years old, this little girl with hair parted down the, the left side. It was an annual trek to the studio. 
uh, to come and have our portraits taken, my sister and I. And um, she's looking really sweet and looking upwards like at the photographer. I dressed up in what was my favorite polka dot dress that my mother made. We can't really tell what color it is because they're black and white, but you can see that they're different colors. Uh, I can remember the night before sitting on the youth chair and my mother putting a dish towel around us and cutting our hair for the picture. You know that there's a story. You, you know that there's like something going on. I can remember walking up the long, dark stairway going up to what seemed to be probably at least 10 flights up, which was one, but long to us, and a bit musty smelling and uh, very quiet, and you were front and center, obviously, and all eyes on you and the lights on you, and sort of made you fearful, and I think in this picture, actually, I was crying. And her index finger is just wiping a, a tiny little tear from her right eye, and you're trying to like figure out, you know, is she looking at her mom? or her dad, or you know, what are they uh, prompting her to do right now? My mother very definitely instructed us how to be young ladies. That was always her word for us. Young ladies, this is how you need to properly sit in the chair and fold your hands, and how to be reverent, and to be polite. And it was, um, like I said, a, a bit um, overwhelming. And I gave that photograph to my mother as a Mother's Day present just a couple years ago. My mother has Parkinson's and Alzheimer's at this point in time, and that was the beginning of her illness. And my birthday came around about four months later, and my birthday gift was my portrait back reframed professionally. So it was very sweet, and that's the last gift that she's given me since she's been ill. She had long black hair, and her name was a prayer, Maria The last photo uh, in the book, it's not a particularly remarkable shot, but it's actually the photographer and his wife uh, sitting in his own studio. It's Frank and Gladys. My name is Jerry Gift. I am Frank C. Pisa's granddaughter. She's sitting in front of him, just slightly lower, his cheek rather nestled up to her hair. He looks serious. He's wearing eyeglasses. He has kind of a, a little bit of a messy flat top. And she's smiling. This was probably just the spur-of-the-moment photograph, and I say that because of what they're wearing. Grandma's in a dress, but it's not one that she would have worn had it been a planned photograph. It's almost like you can see how different people want to be represented after their passing. This, was, this looks like it was kind of later in his life, and it, it almost is like this reflection of the way he thought that people should be sitting. He's serious. He isn't smiling. He's kind of looking off into the distance. But then Gladys, she has a, this big smile, and she looks like she wants people to remember her as being kind of happy. They were such a team. I don't think there could have been a mural craft studio without the both of them. He had written her a poem on their 23rd anniversary. And, of course, this was on a piece of hardboard, and it was painted by hand. Of course, you know, there were no magic markers, and we're talking a brush and ink. And it said, uh, this lifeboat of ours, how easy it steers... It seems like a minute these 23 years. Sometimes I'm the pilot, more often it's you, who guides it so well when skies aren't blue. But a ship can just float or sink in the sea if you're not in it and sailing with me. And that hung on the wall from the time I was a little girl until the day I had to take 
their house apart. On the back of a photograph, a hand-painted poem Providing the map that would take me back home to Lapone. Oh. 